Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 392. Brayden alone kept me from growing mad with caged boredom. The next day, I sent him my new silver ring with a card saying, At your leisure, my rooms. Five minutes later, he arrived with his tack table and a bag of stones. He offered my ring back to me, and I accepted it as graciously as possible. I wouldn't have minded him keeping it. But as he knew, I only had the one. Our fifth game was interrupted when I was summoned by the mayor, his ring of iron sitting darkly on the runner's polished silver tray. I made my apologies to Brayden and hurried off to the gardens. Later that night, Brayden sent me his own silver ring and a card saying, After supper, your rooms. I wrote, Delighted, on the card and sent it back. When he arrived, I offered to return his ring. He politely declined and it joined the rest in the bowl by my door. It sat there for everyone to see, bright silver glittering among the handful of iron. That's the page and the chapter. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. And I can't help but feel like we're missing some information here. Okay. So, Quoth sends him, sends Brayden the ring. And all he knows is the name Brayden. He doesn't know where he's staying. He doesn't know if that's even his real name. But apparently he can summon a runner and say, give this to Brayden. And he'll be there within five minutes. So that tells me that whoever Brayden is and whatever his importance is, he's staying in the castle with the mayor and the rest of the court. He's close enough to Quoth that the runner can get there in, you know, let's say within two minutes. And he was ready to go when Quoth's ring arrived. So that says to me that he's probably very interested in Quoth and really wants to be accessible, maybe even arrange to have himself put nearby so that he was easily accessible to Quoth. But the reason I say I think we're missing information or I kind of feel like we are is I assume Quoth summons a runner and says, give this to Brayden. And so if so, that means we can make some deductions. And if not, we need to understand how he gets the ring to him. So assuming Quoth summons a runner and says, give this to Brayden, then we can deduce that Brayden, if not his given name, is the name that he is generally known by and that a servant would know immediately where to go. And that he is in the same building, maybe even a few doors down from Quoth. The main deduction is, is to me is he goes by it and people know him. A servant knows him by it. That's my deduction from this. Yeah, I think that's very plausible. That sounds pretty reasonable. But I, I also think you're right that it... What I think what we should take away from this is that Brayden is very interested in establishing a friendship with Quoth, and probably he is not doing it out of purely altruistic, friendly, tack-playing motives, right? He, he, he probably has an ulterior reason for doing that. But it's not like, it's not like Quoth doesn't actually make some substantial social gains from this relationship. The fact that he is shown by the rings to be equal with Brayden probably changes the way other people in the court are going to react. Are going to react to him, right? He is. It seems like Brayden's a pretty important guy, especially since he is also staying in the mayor's like personal compound. So that probably buys Quoth some like social capital that he wouldn't otherwise have when everyone is just sending him iron rings because they assume he's a nobody what if 
part of the reason why Brayden is so invested in Quoth is also because he's a lonely old man. Like, what if he's somehow stuck at the Maris place in a similar situation to Quoth? And he's maybe not the generic age of the court. So maybe it's harder for him to make friends. And he sees Quoth as a newcomer to the court and notices that he doesn't seem to have anything important to do. And is like, hey, I need a friend. He needs a friend and decides to take advantage of that situation. And then is available right away when Quoth wants him to be because he's also not doing anything. Like he might've just been in the court for so long that that's why he's important, but he doesn't actually have any duties or maybe all of his friends have like moved on to other grander courts or something. So in other words, what you, what you are proposing is that he is exactly what he says he is. He didn't, I mean, yes and no. Cause I'm not sure that he really states that he is as lonely as I posit him to be. So if he's playing a game, it's it's that he's covering up how how sad he is. Yes, exactly. Yes, that. I think it's likely that that is Thrape. I think that Thrape is kind of guileless and is genuinely just like a nice guy who's out to listen to music and maybe use some of his privilege to support musicians. Um. And so this would be a very different book if all of the kind nobles that Quoth encountered were that. Certainly I won't discount it, but I also kind of think that the distance from the scene we just had says to me that it's important. We're very close. We get every line of dialogue uh, until the game starts, you know, and that says to me that the things he's saying and the way he's saying them are important. Thrape who is sort of the other main noble besides the mayor that Quoth establishes a, a close relationship to. I feel that the scenes with Thrape have a little bit more distance. We get a bit of dialogue from Thrape, but for the most part, we are told by the narrator what they do and how they spend their time and what they talk about, with a few exceptions. Uh, I, I just feel like the way Brayden is presented is in a way that invites the kind of scrutiny that we're giving it, whereas Thrape who seems like a bit more of a friendly but dopey guy, is what he says he is. And we have no reason, unlike Brayden, who we are, we have every reason to mistrust him, or at least to suspect that he's playing uh, a game, if you'll forgive the expression. I don't think we have any reason to suspect that Thrape is anything but what he says he is. My m- misgivings about the source of the, uh, the gig for Quoth aside... Now, Nick, I agree with you, but what a delicious twist would it be if it turned out that Brayden was actually the guileless, lonely old man who just wanted a friend and Thrape was in fact a Chandranoid. See, I was going to say that, but then I decided that it was just too unlikely. (laughs) No, extremely good. I think that the best betrayals are the ones that come from the ones that, that you love them. Like... As much as it's fun to suspect someone and then be proven right, I think it's way more impactful. And I love a good, delicious tragedy. Uh, and so I love, uh, I, I would be glad if that was Thrape. Uh, so you know what I wanted to talk about on this page that we haven't talked about yet? 
We should bring back calling cards. What a delightful notion. I want to live in a in, in a society, in a like a living situation where when I want to see a friend and play a good old fashioned game of StarCraft II upon the laptop, I I ring a little bell and a and a, a chipper young young serving person uh, arrives with a silver tray, and upon it I place my card to invite my my foe, and off he scampers. And a few minutes later, I'm there sitting my brandy, uh, you know, enjoying the crackling fireplace, and a, and a, another chipper young serving person comes back with a silver tray and my opponent's card, and then we have a delightful gentlemanly chortle, and then fire up our rigs. I think you just invented Postmates. Hmm. Pretty <laughs> sus. Yeah, but we could definitely fire up uh, the app and get a gig worker to to send you an invite to play Jeremy, StarCraft. There is an easy <laughs> cure to this. Just get the interns. Hmm. that's using your noodle. <laughs> you want to ring a little silver bell? That's right. I still feel like there would be an app in there somewhere. I I, I envision an appless world. The only apps I want are the appetizers that will be delivered to me likewise on silver trays. <laughs> oh man, we're we're banging today. This one's gold. Anything else on today's page? Let's not spoil a good thing. I feel like Perhaps someone has Savannah, something. There's something Oh, sorry, yes. <laughs> I suppose I do. <laughs> it is the end of the chapter and the end of the page. This chapter was called A Handful of Iron clearly referring to Quoth's rings, which are then uh, a handful of iron with a small sparkle of silver at the end of the chapter. Yeah, that that tracks to me. All right. I can't help but wonder if it's like, you know, by getting mixed up with Brayden, Quoth is being clapped in irons. I don't know. Maybe I'm just uh, overreaching. I mean, as Jeremy says, all, all, what is it? All quote, or, um, I'm losing it. All views are valid. Jeremy's never said anything of the sort. He definitely says something like that sometimes. You also say it. You both say it. I think we're going to have to start calling Nick Reed Richards because he's, he's doing a big stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Jeremy, you're on fire today. Almost like you're the human torch. Mm, that's right. Uh, and we will be the thing in your ears on tomorrow's page. Um, Where'd Jordana go? I, what, what do you mean? I'm right here. I don't oh, see Oh, am her. I the invisible She's the girl? invisible woman. <laughs> we did it. We did it, guys. <laughs> the wind. 